0: Real Black Consciousness Real Forum.
1: Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness
0: Forum. You believe that your history started on a slave boat. I can guarantee you that's where it ended too. You believe that your history started on a slave boat. I can guarantee you that's where it ended too. You believe. You believe. You believe that your history. Started on a slave I can guarantee you that's where it ended. Too. Consider joining. But one of the things I've received, re- I've received a lot of emails from, you know, our African American brothers and sisters, some saying, you know, they're staying. They're not going anywhere. That is their land. And I think it's very important for us to open up the discussion that, you know, not all African Americans came from Africa. That is one of the greatest fallacies that has happened. We were a global melanated planet, which means we were absolutely everywhere, on every land, in every land, if, in every country, in every continent, the countries they created. And, you know, there's been so much that's been done because it's a mental reality, that, you know, it's a mental world. Uh, there's so much that's been done to corrupt and rewrite the story, especially when you see the pictures of who they say the native Indians were. But, you know, the Amer- Americas were actually um african it was like africa it was a melanated continent beloveds and the ones that were taken out looked like you and me and there are some that were also brought from africa and they came and they looked for very specific people from the african continent but the americas there's many of you beloveds who you are the native indians You are the Native Americans and that is part of the inheritance that you have been, you know, disenfranchised from. And I know I got a lot of people emotional when I said you shouldn't be waiting for reparations because you shouldn't. You are custodians of the land. 40 acres and a mule just ain't going to cut it. But it's time that we start to recognize because, you see, they try to, what they've tried to do is separate the melanated people so that we think that we, were, we existed in silos or so that we think we're all different. But we are the original ones. All over the, you know, the planet, we took on our different characteristics and personalities. The aborigine in, you know, in Australia are the original ones. They're related to I and I, beloveds. The black people, the, you know, I don't even want to call them Africans because then, you know, they tried to hold us into one, one nation. But we were a global community, beloveds. And that's why we as a, you know, as a melanated people need to start looking at this as it really is. It was an invasion, beloveds. And many of us aren't even ready to handle who, who the invasion was by and the fact that the occupation continues, but now is the end of it
1: of water. They went in two directions. They went out to what is now known as Oceania and became a people known as the Negritos. And they also went towards Mexico and impacted this Olmec civilization. And the reason why we now know that is because there was a genetic trace. Study. You know about DNA now. That's getting a lot of play in the paper. DNA means you can trace the genetic code of a people. The genetic code of the and there are, are still native blacks in Mexico. That's never been explained by archaeologists before Columbus arrived. DNA tests done on them, DNA tests done on the bones of some of the Olmec people, not all of them, the ancient remains, show a definite genetic trace, not to Africa only, but across the Pacific. When they found that out, they said, that's got to be wrong, it just doesn't matter, there are no black people out in the Pacific, but there's this definite trace, lineage they could trace out towards Hawaii and beyond Hawaii. Then they began a worldwide match of DNA. Well, who does does these strange black people, who do they match up with? They don't match up with Africans, they matched up with the Negritos in Oceania. It looks now, scientists believe, there was a central point from which they went in both directions. So this is a marvelous heritage, and, you know, some people say, well, you're a white guy, how can you talk about stuff like this? I get flack from this on both sides. The purpose of our magazine is to tell the truth about what happened to our country and our continents before Columbus. And if it shows that there were white Vikings here, and there were, we tell that. And if it shows that there were Asians here visiting, Chinese here visiting Mexico, we'll tell about that. And if there were blacks here, we have to tell that too. That's all part of our heritage. And I think, it's, I think it's thrilling and exciting for, for all of us. I th- it's remarkable. So what we're telling you, I and mean, this is just in a nutshell, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of this, not just in our magazine, believe me. You're going to be seeing this on TV. It's, it's bound to burst out because it's now it's really known the archaeological community. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas not only before Columbus was born but before, before even Spain or Italy existed that's that's the kind of of roots that are in this country and by knowing that and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment you're you're really rude You're you have got a heritage which is more than slavery sure there was slavery but that's not all that's a small part of it long before that there's a heritage of kings seafarers religious missionaries and they were all here, but it happened so long ago. There's just so little of it left, and that's basically that's basically my story. Um, the, what connects it up is even the word "moor," because it's pronounced differently in different parts of even of Africa, and they call them. Some-
2: Welcome to Real Black Content is Foreign Pine Cans. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about some history. Um, We're going to talk about some history. And, of course, on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, beloved, you know, comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? So we got a comment from my sister, Lila D. And she said she hung out at the podcast. She listens to, you know, several conversations, and she's just trying to get a better understanding of history and what is our position here on Real Black Consciousness Forum podcast, right? So we're going to read the uh, we're going to read the question, and then we're just going to have a conversation. And she asks, "We are not the descendants of Africans that were captured by Europeans in the Middle Passes, but instead we were the descendants of South American indigenous people." She's asking the question, right? I'm not saying that's impossible, but one would think that. What is the benefit of this if that's true? Why would one think that? Why is it important to think that? Basically, why does that matter? Please explain to me if I'm African descent or if I'm something else. We are not the descendants of Africans that were captured by Europeans in the Middle Passes, but instead we were descendants of South American indigenous people. And again, our sister Lila D is asking the question. So, yeah, let's just have a conversation. Um, Let's talk about the history of the Americas. Let's talk about the history of Africans. And let's talk about that in the relationship with the Europeans. We can just have that conversation. We can talk about history. That's no problem. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do. That's not a problem at all, right? You know, I want to say first thing first let's have a conversation on what we were taught about America right um, let's go over the history of America and then once we do that we'll see if it all makes sense because I can't tell the sister where you are from that kind of like comes from your family right but we can have a conversation on world history and where was black folks Where is the original man and woman position in world history? And then we're going to have a conversation about, well, what did the devil say we was? So let's just talk about the history of America first, and then we're going to follow it up. We'll talk about African history, and then we're going to talk about slave trade, and then we just take it from there. How about that, right? When it comes to the history of America, we were taught that the Americas was populated by people that cross the Bering Strait, right? When we're talking about North America, Central America, and South America. So the Bering Strait is like a frozen water mass. It's like 60 miles long and it goes from like Russia to Alaska. Okay. So we're taught that there was a people group that's coming from Asia and they walked across the Bering Strait, right? They walked across this frozen water mass for 60 miles and then they got to the place that or the territory we call canada and they populated that and then they got to the united states and then they populated that and then they got to mexico and they populated that they're walking now they just traveling just walking they got to central america they populated that then they kind of went to the islands and then they went to south america and then they populated that so in other words it was kind of like an exodus, almost. They're leaving Asia, and they're crossing the Bering Strait. And um, you got to ask yourself: If we just stop right there, does that make any sense? Because that's like an exodus. Now, this is a people group that's leaving from their homeland, somewhere in Asia, coming through Russia, leaving, coming to the Americas. They don't tell you why. Was it a war? Was it a famine? What would make a whole people group leave their home and just go somewhere else? Um, When they get to Canada and then they get to the United States and to Mexico and Central America and South America, they don't know the land. They don't know what plants you can eat. They don't know what you 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 can't eat. They don't know what fruit you can't eat or you can't eat. They don't know what vegetable that you can't eat or you can't eat. They don't know what fish you can or can't eat. They don't know what animal you can or can't eat. But these people just jumped up from Asia and they came over and, now, does that make sense? Because this is what we talk. Did we ever challenge that and say, man, I'm not sure. That don't really make no sense. These folks walk from Asia to the, how long did this shit take? I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of people that had to leave from Asia, coming through Russia to get to the Americas, to totally populate what we call the Western Hemisphere, the Americas. How long does that shit take? That shit going It's like it's gonna take a long time, man. <laughs> it, that's it. Like it takes. That's gonna take a little minute. How long did that take? Do they ever tell us how long does that take? Um, did they speak one language when they left, or they had multiple languages when they left? Because if one people group all coming from the same place crossed russia and came in you would think but well, damn they should all know this. they should all have the same language and that language that they have can we trace it back to somebody in asia like how does that work we just never really ask but just the story does that make sense like just imagining a people group just walking coming across 60 miles it's cold it's so cold listen they caught because this is the Bering strait it is so cold that um, that frozen water mass it became like land and they're walking across it. So I'm like, you know, you got to have a whole lot of goddamn confidence to have a whole people group just walking, walking and they don't know the end of. They can just be, you know what I'm saying? Like, but maybe that's a different story for a different day, but this is what we're taught now. Right? Okay. When it comes to the Africans, they have what they call the transatlantic slave trade right so to our sister lila we just throwing this out there we're not telling you what is what we just asking you does this make sense you know what i mean we're taught that a total of 12 million africans was caught up in the transatlantic slave trade and they were brought from africa to the territory that we call the United States. Oh, in fact, United States, the islands, and South America. We were also taught that there were no so called black folks in the West until the European brought our people here on the hose of a ship. So, this whole entire landmass had absolutely no black people here. Every single black person that's in the wilderness of North America somehow. Some shape, form, or fashion came from Africa. Now, you have to ask yourself, does that make sense? Because you can look all around the world, and everybody that's right around that equator line is what they call so-called black. From Africa to the Asian world to the Australian world, back around by the Pacific Ocean to Solomon Islands, what they call Melanesian people. Melanesian means it's Greek for black skin. So a lot of our people never looked at the people in Melanesia, but they all look just like you. Do you just again, we're taught that they left Africa and got to Australia. They had to leave Africa and, and get to the Solomon Islands. Does that really make sense to you? Everybody, they got here in the boat, some that European brought you here. It's up to you to say if that makes sense. But let's talk about that a little bit more deeper, right? Because we're taught that 12 million Af- Africans were captured. So slavery just means that uh you are in bondage to another person and you don't have the freedom to not work. So that means your property. That's what slavery is. Well, America's not really. Only teaching slavery, America is teaching slavery and human trafficking. Because you were captured, you were taken from one place, which is Africa, and you were brought to the territory that we call the United States. In particular, other, we know Central Islands and South, but we're going to just talk about the United States for right now, right? Now, to do that, you got to understand that the distance between West Africa, in the Carolinas, we're talking over 5,000 miles alone. The, the entity that we can see that can move people group by the thousands today in the United States, we call that the United States military. Right. Um, but, you know, the military is able to do that through a system of technology. You know, you just can't go down and just sign up at the base down the street from your house. And just say, I want to be in the Air Force. I want to be in the Army Marines. And they say, no, it doesn't work that way. They have a central point that if you want to be in the Air Force, you got to go to Texas. If you want to be in the Marines, you got to go here. If you want to join the Army, you got to go here. And then from there, they have a process where they give you something called orders. And then they ship you out by plane or by bus or you drive to wherever you're going to be stationed at. They, the United States military, have the ability to move hundreds of thousands of people per year. No problem at all. But they do all of this through the aid of technology. Right. The devil is telling you and I that. In the 15 and 16 hundreds in the 17 hundreds, he was able to move. Millions of people from one place to the other without the aid of technology. There were no telephones, there were no fax machines. The ships were sail ships. There wasn't even the steam engine, the steamboat engine didn't even come to later. So it it doesn't really match up for him to say he's moving because you have to think the United States military today, they're able to move all these people around, but they, they're doing it with the aid of technology. Now just imagine today with the system already in place, how many people you think the united states military can move if you took the planes away from them if you took the bus away from them if you just gave them sunlight and moonlight there is no technology how many people you think they're gonna move now you know what i'm saying i mean it's it's now they will have a hard time moving hundreds of thousands of people and of course this is a voluntary military how many more people are they gonna be able to move from one place to the other and they're capturing them? Because we're taught they're capturing these Africans. They got the chains on their arms and their feet and they they chain on the boat, the whole nine. How, you think they can do hundreds of thousands of people? Te- I'm talking about without technology. Because they're teaching us that they the European was able to do this, this man ain't got no fax machines. He ain't got no power. He ain't got no nothing. He ain't got no engine. He just by might, he putting you on a wooden ship and he's sailing you 5,000 miles from one place to the other. But there was people already here when he was here. We're going to we're going to talk about that a little later. He's also teaching us about the slave trade is that um, you were in the dungeon, right? You was in the dungeon in the west coast of Africa you wasn't fed properly. Excuse me. You wasn't fed properly. You didn't get adequate housing. You're locked up. You cage. You're in the dungeon. You didn't get adequate medical care. Um, you did. You're not properly hydrated. You stayed in this dungeon for two to three weeks. Then he put you on a ship and then you went 5,000 miles across the Atlantic to somewhere in the territory that we call the United States. But beloved the atlantic ocean is the seventh roughest sea on the planet so it's not like it's an easy ride so now you you just gotta imagine now you're chained on the bottom of a ship against your own will. you do not want to be there your body still have to release these fluids so you're still pissing you're still shitting the women is going through their menses many of the people can be seasick so they're vomiting and that is a toxic environment. Cause you on top of all that, you're not even eating properly. You, I mean, you have to know how to split up the you just can't drink the ocean water. You, you have to know the difference between fresh water and salt water. So how did they hydrate you? How did they feed you? How did they so these are the questions that we, we never ask because they teach us this history when we're young? That's called indoctrination. When you're young, because they can teach you that's how come um beloved. Uh, many of our people that learn religion they learn their real foundation of religion before they're 24 before they're 25 because the brain is not fully developed after the brain is fully developed that's why most folks they don't leave from one religion to another because it won't make sense so if you're raised in the church house and somebody bring you islam after you're 25 none of that's going to make sense to you because you You got a fully developed brain. Only thing that's going to make sense is what they indoctrinated you on when you was a child. Because you can't teach a grown man about a snake that can talk and a man that can live 800, 900 years old. And that doesn't make sense to a grown man. But if you catch a child and you teach him that, it's going to make sense. You see what I'm saying? So that's how come you don't see a lot of people jumping religions after 24. You know, very rarely you're going to see a Christian become a Muslim or a Muslim become a Christian because none of the religious dogma makes sense when you got a fully developed mind the same thing with history they teach us this history when we're young we don't think to challenge it because we don't know the distance between we're not really paying attention between the distance of west africa and the americas and we're not really the, the thing that you're, you're captured so beloved they're showing you that you're you come from dungeons in west africa but when they bring you to the united States. Well, where's the dungeon at? Because technically, when they put you on the slave ship and you are 350 deep, nobody owns you. Because the way that America teaches us that, they had to bring you to the United States. You went through a quote unquote seasoning process and then they had to sell you. So where did you go when you got here, when you got, when you was captured in Nigeria and they brought you to Charleston, South Carolina? where Where did they house you until somebody came and bought you? There should be a, if there's a slave dungeon in Nigeria and in Ghana and uh in Senegal when you got to the Americas it should be another dungeon here. There's no dungeons here. For 12 million people, that got to be a very very sophisticated system cuz you're capturing everybody. Now, a rational person just thinking about it from Detroit or Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia somewhere, if you lived in an area where people was constantly being captured, you constantly for a two, three hundred year period, big Mama showing up missing, Uncle showing up missing, cousins, brothers and sisters showing up missing, you know, the first um, human instinct is self-preservation. You would think, all right, let me get my family, let me move further into the interior of the land because they're capturing people on this coastline of Ghana and Liberia and Angola and Senegal. Let me just move further into the interior. That shit never happens. There's a trade where people are being captured for two, three hundred years and nobody moves anywhere. That really doesn't make any sense to nobody for real. When you think about it. That like, that's no, that don't. But I can't speak for I'm just saying, does that make sense to you, sis? Or some brothers that's listening. That, does that make sense to you? So I got to go back to the point when you do get captured and they bring you to the Americas, where did they house you? Because the way that they teach us is that these Africans were primitive. They didn't really have any clothing on. They was naked. And they act like uh, they can run these ships across the Atlantic Sea all year round. But what happens when there's hurricane season? What do they do when they capture 350 Africans and they bring you to New York? and it's wintertime, and you don't have no clothes on. How did you get clothed? When did they clothe you? You know what I'm saying? Um, or when they brought you to Virginia, or they brought you to Maryland. It gets 30-something degrees in Maryland in the wintertime. So wh- how did that work? You came over half naked, and what happened when you got here? Where did they put you at to clothe you, house you, feed you, get you back, and just to hold you there till somebody came and bought you? Because the way they kind of make it look, all these Africans was prepaid. As soon as you got off the ship, you knew exactly where to go. No, that shit didn't work like that. Because remember, he had to put you in the auction block. So, like, how did it work? We never just sit there and ask, like, man, that shit really don't make no sense. Because they teach you this shit when you young. All right. Now, we're just talking about what we are taught. On Real Black Continents Forum Podcast, beloved, uh, this is the position that we come from. Did the slave trade happen? Yes. Um, Was it to the tune of the numbers that they give you? 12 million. Uh, We had scholars such as W.B. Du Bois said it was 100 million involved. Um, They had other people that came behind him that repeated that number. And we're saying, yeah, it was a slave trade. Um, It more can be more proper appropriately. uh, Excuse me. Described as a gun trade because there were so many guns that left Europe that went into West African tribes and kingdoms. The European needed three things. He needed men. Women and children. So. What we're taught is that. The Africans that got on the ship. The largest majority that got on the ship was by manipulation. But it wasn't through chain and through force. Um. The population that got on that ship through chains was like prisoners of war, folks in jail, and those that was uh, caught up in the tax ring. I have a, um, I have a, a. There's an audio book I got on the page. It's called Black Cargo. If you get the opportunity and time, you should take a look and take a listen. It's, um, it's a brother named Cujo Lewis. He's telling this story about how he was captured and he was brought over. It was through a tax hustle. You know what I'm saying? That's how he was sold off. That's a small minority. You cannot have a uh, a continental shift of people without a certain segment of the population going voluntarily. So like, all right, if we just use this example, right? If there's a, uh, a worldwide human trafficking sex ring. And we know it exists. We know that a lot of women that's caught up in the ring, they were captured and they were sent somewhere overseas. They were kidnapped. But the majority of the people that's involved in uh, sex trafficking as uh, sex workers, they're voluntarily doing it. Now, it, they, it's a manipulation involved in there, but nobody's chaining them up. And no, they kind of do it out of their own. You know, when you have sex workers, that's uh, in adult entertainment on the local level or porno stars. Or they're taking these people and they, they're moving them from one continent to another, one country to another, or they give you a lot of time but one state to another. The majority of these people moving and traveling is through manipulation. So we're taught, right, that there was uh, the enslaver that came from Europe to the West Africans and he promised the people that he can give them more gold in a foreign land than his own land that foreign land being America. So this is where you get the whole concept of that America was the land of opportunity. You never really had, or the devil never really had to capture a bunch of people to bring them here. He can manipulate you here, but he always advertised America as the land of opportunity. So that was how the enslaver did it. Today, we don't call them the enslaver. We call them, um, let's say, a recruiter. You know what I'm saying? Um, That recruiter for that military, they may have told you a bunch of lies to get you there, but once they got you there, their job is just to get you to that military plantation, to get you to that basic training. And once you get there, you belong. You're the property of somebody else. That person that recruited you there is already gone. Uh, It may have took that enslaver or that recruiter to get you to that call center or to get you to that trucking company. Once they got you there, you know, they may have told you you're going to get paid this and paid that. And sometimes you get to these jobs, that shit don't work like that. It's almost like a staffing firm. That's what an enslaver is. They went around and they did the deals with the chiefs to get the workers from one place to the other. But when you got to the plantation of America, that's when the switch roots took place. So it was through manipulation. Now they don't say uh, you will make more gold in the foreign land than your old land. America is going around the globe and telling people that they can make more money in a foreign land than the own land. And then they just coming out of their own wheel to America for a better life because it's the quote unquote, it's the land of opportunity. They always sold it like that. What it helped our people out a lot. I believe uh, beloved is that if we learn the history of the coolies, when we talk about the slave trade, That European especially the English the English always had two groups on that slave ship he always brought Africans with him everywhere he went but he also brought East Indians somehow it's kind of unique how the the East Indians they kind of fall off the pages of history but just like the African brothers and sisters was brought to New York the East Indian was too the same with Virginia the same with Maryland the same with Florida the same to the islands Um, in fact when they stopped bringing West Africans to the Americas, they continued to bring East Indians to the Americas. And that's what we call coolies. So we tell a joke on Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast, beloved. We say, when our people say that their grandmama was Indian, we say, well, what kind of Indian was she? Was she like a black native Indian? Like was she's that kind of Indian? Or was she like a, a red Indian nation? Big Mama, like a Cherokee or a Choctaw, or was she an East Indian? Because East Indians in the territory that we call the United States, they was the first group that was reclassified from Indian to Negro. We talked about that on this podcast. We broke it down. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, when we hear sisters like Nicki Minaj saying that, she got Indian in her bloodline. <laughs> she, she's not talking about like Lakota. <laughs> she's not talking about that kind of Indian. She's saying because that's that was a part of slavery. They brought East Indians to the Caribbeans. and they dropped the whole, I'm talking about, you can't really number them to Guyana. And that was a mixture between the indigenous people that was there, the Africans and the Indians from East India so kamala harris is not the only east indian that can pass for black or maybe i should say kamala harris is not the only east indian that was reclassified to black because that have always happened in the americas that's part of our history and our legacy all right but again we just the things that we're taught about the slave trade about africa's coming over we never really question it you know what i'm saying um we also teach this on Real Black Continents Form Podcast. The black man and woman do not have a birth record. We also teach that there was a time that all of these seven continents was just one landmass. The black man and the black woman, we lived on top of God's green earth. And again, it was one landmass. And a lot of our... um. Our Christian brothers and sisters rock with us because I think that's Genesis. Uh, it's in the first chapter of Genesis somewhere where it talks about all the body of water was together and the, the land was just one land. You have rivers and streams and lakes through this land. But there was a time when we have our conversation, some people can say, well, all of our people came from Africa. We go with that theory underneath the information that Brazil and Nigeria at one point was just one landmass. It wasn't two. So United States is what we look at as it's Northwest Africa. All of this shit was just one place. And even though it was one place in the Americas, you have always had the red man, the brown man, and the black man living. We don't know what happened, but the continents begin to split. We teach on Real Black Consciousness, the Deformed podcast that it was always a lake or a stream that went through that separated Brazil and Nigeria, but it wasn't a wide gap like it is today. There was a stream that separated the United States and Northwest Africa, but it wasn't as big as it is today. That was a gradual shift. We don't know what caused the shifting in that shift. Black folks was already in Brazil. We was already in the islands. We was already in the southeast portion of the territory that we call the United States. But we was not there by ourselves. The red man was always there and the brown man was always there. It's no different than the islands on the Pacific Ocean. The black and brown have always lived next to each other. That's on every continent on the planet. So you go to the Solomon Islands, right? You see the islands that go for the north, brown people. When you see the islands that's for the south, black people. You go to the Americas, it's the same way. You go to Africa, it's the same way. Uh, more closer to the what they call northern Africa is brown people. When you get to the southern part of or sub-Saharan part of Africa, that's black people. When you go to India, it's the same way. The northern part of India is so-called brown people. When you get down to the southern part of India, what they call the Derividines, they're black people. The Southeast Pacific Island is the same place. When you get to the Filipinos, when you get the Filipinos, when you go up to the north, it's always the brown Filipinos. And you get to the south, this negrito It's the same over the whole planet. America is no different. What happened is during this uh the European having its quote unquote exploration. When he got to the Americas, he brought the African with him. The Africans mixed with the indigenous people and everybody that had the same paint job was eventually classified as being African or being Negro. That's all that happened. That's not so far-fetched to put that, like anybody can see that. The devil is not a genius if you come amongst you and he says he can pour some, oh man, you know the people in Brazil got the same DNA as somebody from Nigeria. Or he could pull some DNA from some our people in Virginia and they got the same DNA. As somebody from Nigeria. Yeah, man, all this shit is one place. There's not. <laughs> it's just the land man split. If I get stuck on this side and you get stuck on that side. Yeah, we still the same people group, but I'm from where I'm from. I'm, I was always here. And the continents is not through splitting. So we had a conversation like, yo. California is not going to always be on the top side of or connected to the United States. It's going to split. Uh, New Orleans is not going to always be connected to Louisiana. It's going to split. East Africa is splitting right now. No, we do not believe that Pangea happened millions of years ago. No, that's hogwash. There's no such thing as Pangea was millions of years ago. There's no such thing as there were dinosaurs. No, that's just the devil in his imagination. If you believe that they were dinosaurs, you also got to believe that, you know, witches can ride on a broomstick. The devil teaches that, too. He teaches that if you put your broken tooth underneath the pillow, somebody going to come along and put some money under there. He teaches that, too. Uh, He teaches that there's a gentleman that come out of the South Pole. And sometimes he says, well, I guess he don't want to stay in the South Pole. So we go to the North Pole and he comes out the North Pole. He got a red suit on. He has a sleigh. There's a bunch of reindeers. He can do space traveling. He teaches all kinds of shit. But when he teaches a that's kind of like his, you know, that's his native tongue. And we got to be OK with that. He also teaches, beloved, that he makes it look the way he he constructs history. He makes it look like the African don't really know the European you kind of notice he kind of do that. He makes it look like they just bumped into each other like between the 16 and the 1700s or something like that. Then he kicked off a slave trade and it just went left. Um, But document history shows that in West Africa, as early as the 1400s, there was already West African nations speaking English already. But he didn't put that in roots where he kind of tried to paint a picture is he put some africans on a boat and he brought you to the americas and then there was other black folks that was already here that he somehow brought here and they had to teach you the language and all this no no that shit don't work like that if you go to nigeria today they already know english over there you ain't gonna teach them folks no new shit like that you go to certain parts of west africa they already know english now it's just like it's not that he just figured they figured english out a couple hundred years ago they always been next door to each other. Them folks always knew each other. Who they did not know is you. <laughs> you had to learn English. You didn't know English. And I don't want to put our African brothers in the cross and say, I'm just going to leave it like that. But you didn't know. So they had to teach you and your forefathers that language. Not though they already knew over there. They they already hang out with them folks. They They know them. They hang out with them. And. Uh, contrary to popular belief, slavery kicked off in the Americas with the devil first, the indigenous people that was already here was forced to be enslaved. They was forced to give up their land. You know what I'm saying? After they taught the European kind of like how that worked in the process of them teaching the European is bringing the African and the East Indian over. So it's just like any other job that you work at. When you go to a job, nine times out of ten, when you get to that job site, you don't, the devil ain't gonna pull you to the side and teach you the job. He typically already has a black and brown person that's at the entry level that they show you what to do when you get there. That's no different than how that relationship was with the African, with the European. But when that African got over here, the whole thing flipped. And again, brothers and sisters, the best way that I feel like um, our people can learn how that work was studying the coolies. If you get you some time, study the history of the coolies and the British, and you get to see how they were put on the ship. They, it wasn't no goddamn chains and guns and no, they just, it was manipulation. They went to India, and they promised the darker people of India, they promised them more gold in a foreign land than the own land. And then when those East Indians got to Guyana, when they got to Jamaica, when they got to Maryland, when they got to New York, when they got to Virginia, the shit changed. So when you look at the documents from New York, as an example, and they say Madagascar Negroes, that is a reclassification. The Madagascar Negroes are actually East Indians that came there. And that's the reclassification. Boom, you're a Negro now that's it. So I don't know, man, you know, it's so much rich history that we could talk about. Um, you know, I, I sometimes say that, uh, black folks was one of the first people in the Americas. And then I also say at the very same time, we was the last people here in the Americas because black Americans is actually a new species. You know, with are something that the planet have never seen before because it's a it's a severe mixing of bloodlines. So you have the black indigenous that was here mixed in with the African, mixed in with the East Indian, mixed in with the Mexican, mixed in with the Red Indian. So um, you know, when the devil says that Up north, when he said that America is a mixing pot, and then in the south, he said America is a melting pot, he didn't lie. The only thing is, the devil was not in the pot. All non-white people was able to mix. Um, There's no such thing as so-called white folks until like 1670. They don't exist. In 1670, this is where he invented the classification of white. And then the race of white. And it's only really two races in the United States. Technically, it's just two. It's you either white or you non-white. All the non-white people was able to mix in and, you know, procreate and have babies with one another. And that's how they played their game. And they kind of kept their whiteness separate from that. Right. And. um, That's when you start seeing the. The color line games and they played the psychological games of light skin, dark skin, brown skin, and they started putting one above the other. They actually learned that scheme from the East Indians, whether you believe it or not, because that's the you know, when the British was hanging out with the East Indians, this is where they learn in India how to put people in a classism or a class system based on their skin color because they got that from the East Indians. The darker ones at the at the bottom, and then the lighter ones at the top. That's where you get the term "outcast" from. That's a East Indian term, "outcast." You know, the deplorables. You do you got to do the bullshit in the nation. So the European, when he kind of came and started his thirteen British colonies, he kind of took some of that shit that he learned from the East Indians, and he started to employ that in the United States with the color scheme and colored bathrooms, and he kind of picked that up, and every way he went. He made show. Sure, he pointed out the difference to confuse the people. So he just had one level of confusion in the United States. But man, when you start getting to Brazil, he break up every he he point out every single difference and he make that a different race, a different class. But that's his proper title. We say that the devil is he is a divider amongst the brethren. When he get a amongst you, he's going to point out the differences and he capitalizes off all your differences. So it's interesting. We got an interesting history. Um, Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, but the best way I can say it is a black American is that he's a new species. Our people is new. Um, You can test many of our bloodlines. Some of them will take you to uh, South America. Some of our bloodlines, it will take you to Europe. A lot of our people hate that, but it's what it is. Shit, it's a, a lot of our people is black on the outside, but in the inside, you know, <laughs> you got that devil in you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got that devil in Hey, you know what? And then a lot of our people go back to the, the black continent. And I'm going to tell you something that's cold. Man, if that devil really figure out that DNA system and he really got to get it tight, that's going to change up a lot of people's hustle. Because it's a lot of our people, like I say, you you black on the outside, but shit on the inside, that shit is different. Your genealogy, your seed line is different. Your seed line is not, you know what I'm saying? Everybody that's black ain't African. You don't have a seed line. Um, you just black based on the racial classification that they design and the racist devil system of, you know, devil supremacy here. But that's not, it's just a classification. It doesn't, you know what I mean? That doesn't have anything to do about your Y chromosome. Everybody, with Y chromosome ain't going to the motherland. Some people, Y chromosome, gonna stay here. Some people gonna go in South America, and other folks is gonna go in Europe. That's just a reality, man. We just, I wish it could be different, but it just is what it is. Um, that's a lot of the information I was trying to assist many of our Hebrew Israelite brothers with that shit. You talking about seed line man that's that's a very difficult task to connect a seed line to a man named Jacob from two three thousand I mean how many years ago is Jacob? That's a lot of you try to make a real connection now your racial classification is one thing, but you're trying to make a racial classification synonymous with a seed line that doesn't work that way because everybody that was black was in the field. You know what I mean that's what i be trying to explain to my Hebrew Israelite brothers i'm like bro um you know the, the wicked those these wicked slave masters when they slept with a sister and that child came on biracial he had to hit the plantation like everybody else now through the slave codes that's biracial child he can't just jump up and go get him a a, a mayonnaise ass wife he can't go get no knuckle dragon he just got to go in the field and get a, a darker sister or a sister He got to get a black woman or another brown woman. So that's going to brown the outside back up, but his Y chromosome is still. So you just can't look at some folks and say, you know what I'm saying? Like, excuse me. Like, Bob Marley, if we just have a a small conversation about our Hebrew Israelite brothers, Bob Marley, you know, we know that his father is a devil. But you look at Bob, he's a brother. Now you look at Bob's sons and many of his, one of his sons married to Lauren Hill, and then they all look, they're all black. That's the classification. Now, if you, if you can say, well, these are Hebrew, no, they're not Hebrews. They're not Hebrews. Like they they white chromosome. It goes back to the devil. They're Europeans. They're brown on the outside because black is just a racial classification. So you had to, that's a tricky game that the, our Hebrew is like brothers is playing. You know, that's a tricky game. Because see, J. Edgar Hoover, if you playing by your C line, Hoover is a black man. Because J. Edgar Hoover's grandfather was a devil. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. J. Edgar Hoover's grandfather was an original man. He was a black man. But Hoover, he walked in through the halls and offices in the United States as a devil. so. But he didn't go through no curses. You see what I'm saying? Like, there were many of our people, if you're cursed, you can't escape a curse. But it's clear in the United States that you could, if you was a black man and woman, and there were some of our people that was called passers, if you can pass for white, you so somehow got out of the curse. Well, how is that? That's See, that's a tricky situation. That... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying maybe we're going to have to talk about that on a different day but the way I when I talk to my Hebrew Israelite brothers that's the point I try to explain to them like bro you can't look at Lauren Hill children because her you know Bob Marley pops is a devil and then at the very same time J. Edgar Hoover granddad was a brother so how does that work Hoover wasn't underneath no curses you know what I'm saying? He did what the hell he wanted to do. He put we know what he did. His legacy is what it is. We come on. That's what that is. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. You can't take all of our history and jump it up and just, you know, a 20 or 30 or 40 minute conversation. Only thing I can tell our people and encourage our people to understand is that, beloved, there was again, there was one landmass and Negro land stretched from Nigeria all the way to the tail end of Brazil Chile have always been brown folks South America brown folks United States brown folks red folks black folks Um, the islands some is brown folks others black folks that's just the Americas when many of these explorers came over, they identified these folks that was in Panama that was black. Florida, black. Carolina's black. They wrote about what they call the black folks from um, Louisiana, the black Indians, black. And then, of course, the southern portion of California, black. Our people was already here. How did they get here? They just was here. When the whole land masses won, they was already here. The thing that, the reason why the Europeans say you have to come from Africa is because the devil really don't have a history, right? He come out of the caves and he's a product of really he's a product of Albus people, which we call albino. If you get you a if you get some time, I want you to look at East Indians, and then I want you to look at the albinos of the Albus people that descend from East India if you look at the albus people that come from or the albinos that come from african people they still have the that gene is strong you can still even though the skin is fair you can still see our people in there but when you see an east indian albino person you see in the devil himself you say okay that's the devil the hair the look the whole nine. okay i want you to look at that first What has actually happened, beloved, is that because the devil was in Europe and he didn't have a history, he came in contact with the Karzins. He came in contact with the Ashkenazis, and they had a book with them. They had a biblical text with them, and they gave the caveman his history, and they told him, listen, you came from a man named Yafif, and they talked about the whole ham, sham, and Yafif story. Which gives them a bloodline, which gives them a genealogy. Now, the thing about the Noah story with the three sons is that it erases all mankind off the face of the planet. And it the world began in Turkey. That means all of our foundation, all of our beginnings come from Turkey because this is where the ark landed. Right. And when you come out of the ark, Ham, Sham and Japheth was the three sons. Ham went into Africa. So when they calling you Africa, and I say it a lot on this podcast, what they really calling you is a Hamite, and they always connect black folks to Africa because they have this thing. I don't want to. It's we have to really talk, but they kind of like got this thing where you became black. You know, you got to read the Tolmit. Pick up a Tolment, check it out. But you became black. Uh, many of us we all had the same skin tone but the first black person to ever walk on this planet was a person named ham because ham violated a uh a rule while he was in the ark he smashed he smashed his wife you know what i'm talking about and there was a rule to be don't be sexual in ark. why would a married person have to be non-sexual with his own wife i don't know but the story goes along to say that and I'm talking about in the Tolment, right? Get your closest rabbi, some small hat, they'll break it down to you. But buy a yourself. But anyway, there were three creatures that had sex in the ark. The raven, the dog, and Ham. And Ham was turned black, all right? So now you got one black man and two brothers. The father of the Middle Eastern people in the Asians is called Shem, right? He's their father. Um, The Europeans, which is include the English, the Greeks, um, the Romans, all of them folks came from somebody named Yafif or Jafif. All black folks came from him. All right. When the European began to explore and he went around the world and he seen you in Australia and this aborigines of our people there, they're black. He put the African title on you because African only means Hamite. When he went to the Solomon Islands and he seen you there, he said these are Hamites. And he tried to figure out when did you get out of Africa to come there? You know what I'm saying? When he went to Hawaii. If you look at the dynasties of Hawaii in the 1800s, how did you have a whole dynasty in Hawaii? And you're supposed to just been descendants of slaves. Maybe I don't know. It's a different story for a different day, but. You had kingdoms and dynasties in Hawaii and he said, well, these folks had to come <laughs> from Africa because they're Hamites. And he's tra- he tracking or tracing everybody back to the ship story that he got from the Karasa, or that he got from the Ashkenazi. That's where all of that comes from. So Africa is a land full of Hamites. Now, the Hamites curse was to be the... Uh, Hewers of wood and the drawers of water. You the lackey. You are the servant. You are the eternal slave on planet Earth for both of your brothers, which is uh, the so-called white man and the Middle Eastern man. So this is your this is how that works against against you, because that's the whole play. I mean, I talked about that so much. I don't want to relate. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. We may have a conversation later about it. We sit down shooting the bull, bull, I don't have no problem breaking it down. But um, that's why you can see the attack on our people is a little different because you and Ham, I, that's the whole thing. In reality, our people, we don't know nobody named Ham. We don't you know that. That's some different stuff. But they make or try to make history fit into their religious, you know, how their religious dogma go. So they have a religious discipline and then they have real world history and they have to make it fit. So you can't tell devils that there were people already living in the Americas because that doesn't go along with his book. Because in his book, he's saying, well, listen, the Ashkenazi and the Karzai, they already told me the world was empty because of the Noah's Ark story. They're going to that's the foundation of the story. So now because these people are in power, their universities and things of this nature is built out that concept. It everything is built off the Noah's art concept. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. You know what I mean? But um we're gonna leave it there, beloved. We're gonna leave it there, beloved. It's history, man. You can always talk about history all day, that's no problem at all. But um to the sister, man, I hope I answered your question. If not, leave some more questions. But until then, this is your brother. VJ, this is Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. Beloved, and I get it with you guys later. Peace.
1: Real Black Consciousness, Real Forum. Black Consciousness Forum. Real Black Consciousness
2: Forum. Now, if you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? I'll tell you why. For the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community. Why? They want us to kill ourselves. You go out to Beverly Hills, you don't see that shit, but they want us to kill ourselves. Yeah, the best way you can destroy a people, you take away their ability to reproduce themselves. Who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night? Y'all, y'all, y'all.